following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, the time is getting close. You are gearing up to begin a series on emotions and talking about that you've called them the emotional hot topics as you talked about social mm-hmm. issues and social hot topics last fall. Uh, the the uh, One of the books that you've written that puts a lot of these together, not all of those that will be covered, but it's called How to Handle Your Emotions. And my thought is, you know, sometimes... Uh, I'm, this may be a little confession, too, that sometimes people will handle emotions by just shutting down and, mm, mm-hmm. and deciding, well, I'll just, I'll just stop showing any emotion, which is really not accomplishing anything. So talk about that for a little bit, if you would, about people just wanting to shut down. Well, if they're afraid of their emotions, in other words, if they've gotten in trouble because of their anger or well let's just take that because that's what I'm going to start with on um, on Sunday late afternoon uh, for an hour and a half now anger uh, no one wants to have anger out of control but anger can be a uh, power play to manipulate people to get their way and I've had people use anger on me and you know what it worked I'm talking about I caved in I would uh, literally I didn't know how to handle the anger in childhood that my my dad had and it was a trigger so that when someone would uh, quote-unquote use anger on me unfairly, uh, out of out of proportion. Unfortunately, uh, and I wish it weren't true, because I, there are other people that, that, that this is not everybody, but it certainly was me. And uh, I had to finally go to war over those who were angry using manipulation. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm saying that. Make, yeah. Okay. Now, some people... And I'm going to ask this question. I'll say, how many of you believe anger is a sin? Would you raise your hands? And I'll tell you what typically happens. It will be about 40% of the audience. Now, it could be more, could be less, but the point is, uh, I will explain that there are misconceptions about anger. Specifically, anger in the Bible, uh, it says, be angry, notice, be angry, but do not sin. So there is a rightful time for anger. And it's very freeing to understand when is it right to literally feel normal anger. And I say normal, meaning it's a God-given emotion. We know Jesus had anger when he saw injustice. And the Bible says that. Uh, The Bible is clear that God has wrath, which is avenging. Um, It's a type of, of anger that avenges 
what was wrong. My, my point is um, we can be biblical and be free to have certain emotions at the right time in the right way. What, what I'm saying is um, somebody wrote the back of my of the book How to Handle Your Emotions that I, that I wrote several years ago. And um, I did not write these words, but it says, uh, it was, it's on, under managing your emotions, God created our hearts to be like a dashboard filled with dials, finely tuned controls to help process our full range of emotions in a healthy way. Yet at times our hearts operate as if controlled by a single on-off switch that leads us to shut down when we fear our feelings will overrun our lives. So the issue here is in this the book that I had written, uh, how it's, it's learning to discover how to harness the power of your emotions and to allow um, the Lord to enable us to be whom he created us to be. I'm talking about God created us with these emotions and if we are literally yielded to him and not afraid of our emotions, uh, there are times when it's right to have, I'm going to use the word depression. You lose a loved one. an endeared loved one. It is normal to grieve. It's normal to mourn. And the Bible says that clearly. So we have to have grief at right times. We, we, our hearts will be pressed down. It's right to have fear when we literally are being attacked and the physical body goes into, um, it's a physical descent system. It's fascinating when you learn about this, and I'll be covering that when we talk about fear. Most of all, we need to be so yielded to the Lord, walking literally in His steps, helping uh, helping us. He wants to help us deal with our emotions so that we can be all that He created us to be. our keys for living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics that we bring up here on the program, call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. And they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to point you in the right direction for some resources there. We mentioned the book, How to Handle Your Emotions. That covers six of the nine hot topics that June will be talking about in the uh, Emotional uh, Hot Topics, the How to Handle Your Emotions series. Uh, This book covers anger, depression, fear, grief, rejection, and self-worth. And uh, a few others will be included there in the the material that June will cover over an 11-week period. Nine sessions there on Sundays at 5.30. It'll be going for an hour and a half at the First Baptist Church of Dallas. And a Zoom option is available, so if you'd like to check that out, just go to hopefortheheart.org slash events and find all the information there and the way to register. Now, if you'd like to get some of the materials into your hands, uh, this book, How to Handle Your Emotions, or one of our keys for living uh, on a particular emotion or uh, other, other subject, other, many other topics, you can call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673, and they'll be happy to help you out. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight, and we welcome back to the program this evening, listening on the BOT Radio Network in Illinois. Tonight we have... Elizabeth. Well, my goodness, what a delight to have you back, Elizabeth. Thank you for calling. How can we help you? Well, thank you for having me, June, and it is most definitely a delight to be back on the program. Um, I, I was calling. I wanted to just speak with you about sorrow because I feel as though um, over the last few years, maybe for maybe since my divorce, I've noticed that um, I've I've lived with this low grade sorrow, and mm. I know that you know I experienced losing my daughter, and then while simultaneously going through the divorce, so I know that a lot of that uh, plays a part in it, but I particularly feel it most during the holidays. And even though it's not in a place where it's depressing, where it makes me feel as though, oh, you know, I'm hopeless, because hope is always there. But 
I was trying to figure out how do you find the balance because that sorrow, I believe, to some degree has kept me away from good experiences. Mm. Well, there is a normal time of sorrow um, when there is a significant loss in our lives. When we think of, of grief, sorrow, mourning, uh, to mourn, um, the Bible says there is a time to mourn, but also a time to dance. Uh, Ecclesiastes presents all of the uh, facets of life in Ecclesiastes 3, where for everything there's a season. Now, what you're saying, though, is you, at least I'm interpreting, you're saying that this is sorrow that has been extended for how long? It's been, you know, I don't know if when my daughter passed away, if I really grieved her. I, I think that because I was going through the the um, everything in my marriage, I, I feel as though to some degree I put my grief on the back burner to deal with that. Mentally, it was me trying to throw myself into my faith and hang on there and just believe that, okay, you know, the Lord has her. She's okay, like, and I felt the pain of that, but it's almost like, I think now that I'm saying this out loud, it's almost as if I detached myself from that grief of that because I know that I needed to deal with what was before me, which was my marriage, which essentially was like a debt. Um, and even though it was warranted and there was so much heartache and in the things that I experienced in that, I still, to some degree, did not want it to end. So I was trying to fight for that and, you know, mm. not yes. grieve her. So, well, you were talking about. Uh, final. I, I, I just want to say, I just to clarify, because you, you, your daughter, she, she died of SIDS, and that's. Um, Certainly not anticipated, um, but many, many people have uh, a, an experience that, that, that stuns them. It, it just takes them aback, you know, and, uh, and, and yet you had indicated to me when we previously talked that you were in an adulterous marriage for 12 years. Is that right? And yeah. so... Um, and and you you described that you suppressed the truth. So talk just for a moment about that, the impact of that, and what how how did you find that? Uh, when did you literally come to grips with that adulterous marriage? Um, I came to grips with the reality shortly after she passed away. It was, she passed away uh, one of the 
women showed up at my daughter's funeral. That was a whole thing. And it was just, it's almost as if the Lord lifted the veil. Mm. And I, it, it's almost as if the Lord lifted the veil off of so many other circumstances that were surrounding and all the It's like it happened in, in, in a day. So mm. I'd say that probably the following year, my daughter passed away in 2015, year 2016 is when I started processing everything and realizing that um, I've probably been self-deceiving myself for more years than I'd like to admit, for one. And two, I started to see that the fear that I had, I didn't. It's almost as if I knew what was true, but I lived in my imagination. I, I imagined what I desired, and so I lived there to prevent myself from feeling and making necessary decisions. Okay. So it was easier for me to live in this bubble of and be passive with the things that I knew were happening so that I didn't mm-hmm. have to make a hard decision. I see. So you put up with the adultery. And did you say that the, there was a woman then who came to the funeral of your daughter and that became mm-hmm. aware that this is uh, one of the, uh, started to say love interests of your husband, but I would just say the person, the participant uh, where she was involved in the adultery. Wow, how dishonoring. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be candid. It is so... I, I wish you were the vast, vast, vast exception. But you're not. Many people, they don't know what to do, so they just stuff it. They just stuff their emotions. And they... Because they don't know how to confront and uh, having grown up in an adulterous home, um, I, I, I definitely uh, stuffed, my, and it was my, you know, my parents. But nevertheless, um, I didn't know how to. Who I didn't have anyone to talk to. I didn't know how to talk about it, and so so often. What we have is, uh, it's like we, we're we in a stalemate situation. In other words, you can't move. You don't know what to do uh, that could be helpful because those that are involved, uh, like in the adultery, uh, if, they, if they choose not to change and you choose to uh, cope, you're trying to cope with your daughter's death. This is this is tough. This is really hard. So, the question is now, what you do now? Just listening to you, and having talked with you previously, um, you have a precious heart, and that is the truth. I'm not just saying that because you're. Because we're talking. I, you do have a precious heart. 
and you care about others. This is some of what you're doing, is reaching out literally to help others who um, need to change. Is that is that not correct? Yes. Okay. So, do you think you have more compassion for those who have a child who has died than the average person? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, and then the question would be, why do you have more compassion? Because I, I, what, I, I believe what's from the heart reaches the heart, and I've, I've had my heart crushed in that way. And yes. I know, I, you know, so, yes. And that's it, because you've been there. Mm-hmm. And so this is the thought that I have. The Bible says... And all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Notice it doesn't say for all things. You're not thanking God for the death of your child or the death of your marriage. Do you think you have more compassion for those who go through an unwanted divorce? Yes. And it's 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 almost, you know, sometimes when I'm traveling and or even in the grocery store, um, I have a keen sense of discernment for 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 anyone who's hurting, and they I won't even need to know their story. I can see it in their countenance. Sometimes mm-hmm. I hear it in tones, even if we're talking banana, I hear it <laughs> because I've I've been there. Hmm. That is so interesting. You've just uh, reminded me. I was speaking somewhere, and uh, it was a Christmas uh, gathering, and I saw a woman, and I later went over to her, and I said, you understand personally what I'm talking about, don't you? She was shocked. She said, yes. She said, I'm so drawn to you. She said, and then she said, you you would not believe my background, but somehow I saw it in her face. And her husband said, yes, she can identify with you. You two can identify with each other. There's a ministry there, sweetheart, that God allows us to have, and we'll talk about that. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org 
slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, we want to thank you for your prayers and uh, your support of this ministry. It means so much to us. If you'd like to give to uh, support our ministries here, you can do that at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. If you have questions or concerns about the topics here on the program, you can call customer support at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'd be happy to uh, get some resources into your hands. Maybe if you order those, uh, whatever resources might help you the most, or maybe they can point you to our free resources on our website. But just call customer support. We have over 100 topics that will help you to address the situation in your life. I want to recommend one of our keys for living called Grief, Living at Peace with loss, and customer support can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Now back to our conversation with Elizabeth. Well, my friend, as I'm hearing you, there's something that I'm going to pose, and that is the issue of grief. You're saying that you, you don't know that you really had the focus on grieving your daughter's death because you were also going through the loss of a marriage. And what you're talking about is betrayal. You had all kinds of things going on in your marriage, and that's that can be crushing. Grief is the painful emotion of sorrow. You've already talked about sorrow. That was your word. It's a painful emotion of sorrow caused by the loss of anyone or anything that has deep meaning to you. And it can be a person. It can be a position, as in being a a marriage partner. Um, it, It can be a loss of purpose or a a plan that you thought would be natural for you to live out. Um, Now, with grief, grief is a process. It's not a one-time event. In fact, uh, 
the deeper the emotional attachment, the deeper the grief. And grief does not have a set timeline. It hurts me when I hear someone say, well, it, it's, it's been a number of months. You, know, you need to get over it. When I hear someone say that, I, I know they don't understand. It, it can last for months. It can last for years. But God longs to heal our hearts when our hearts are filled with grief. In fact, um, it was uh, Jesus who said, You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. Now, in this case, he was talking about his death. He was talking to his disciples. And, yes, they would grieve. But, ultimately, there would be a purpose that God would have for each one of those disciples as they yielded their will to his will. And, to understand that grief is a God-given emotion that actually increases with knowledge when we are involved in the sorrows of life. I never will forget reading in Ecclesiastes, the very first chapter, a verse. I had read Ecclesiastes before, but I had not focused on this passage. Ecclesiastes 1.18. Listen to this. With much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. I had never seen that before, and I really focused on it. I'm going to read, read it one more time. With much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. Again, that's Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 18. And what happens is, as we have major losses in our lives, and you had two literally just back-to-back, -back, right? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was like a, some people would say a double soccer punch. Um, well, the, I learned of, I learned of one particular affair two days before I found out that I was pregnant, two days after I found out I was pregnant. So I had this, I was disappointed my entire pregnancy. Like I was going through that my entire oh. pregnancy. Oh. So then, yeah, it, she passed away. So it was almost as if I, you know, you, you, you try and lift your head up out of water and you're just kind of like, okay, mm -hmm. Lord, like, you know, and it's just, then that happened out of the blue. And oh. then, like I said, it just, so it, it almost led me down a path. And I believe I discussed this with you where I'd not want to have much good at one time because I felt like if, if, things are going too well then who knows what's around the corner 
And so it kind of, if, if, if I'm experiencing too much joy in a certain moment, it could be just me going to a Mexican restaurant by myself to get some queso. You know, if, I, <laughs> if I'm feeling too much joy, I'll find myself in, in, and I, I have to bring myself back down because it's like we're still in this life. And though God is certain, there's a lot of other uncertainties. And um, I think that's a part of the sorrow as well. I don't necessarily know if it's a lot I don't, I don't necessarily believe it's really tied into really missing my baby as much as it's me being a bit fearful to not, to not go after certain things and do certain things because of just that fear of it being taken away. Okay, that is uh, making a lot of sense to me as you've said that. Now, let's look at it from God's perspective. From God's perspective, what we see is when you came into a life-changing relationship with Christ. By the way, how old were you when that took place? I was around, I, I came to know Christ when I was around 13, 14. Mm-hmm. But okay. I, I've, I walked away from the faith and when I came back, I was around 20. Okay. I'm 30, and I'm 38 now. All right. Thank you. When I want you to see, if we look at life from God's point of view, what happens when you humbled your heart and you received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? The Bible says in um, Colossians 3, uh, no, Ephesians 3, that, uh, I'm sorry, it's Ephesians 1, sorry, that we are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. What I mean by that is, in the scripture, when we look at his plan, it would be, upon your salvation, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Now, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? Well, when you are, again, sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, that means He comes to live in you, and He never leaves. He doesn't come and go. He's not here today, gone tomorrow. Um, The Bible actually says that once you've believed, this is uh, Ephesians 1, 13 uh, and 14, that you want, once you've entrusted your life to him, once you've believed, uh, you are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is a promise. Um, he, it, he's a deposit in you guaranteeing that you are going to be inherited. You're going to be literally face-to-face with Christ, your Savior. Now, what does he produce? What does, what's the function of the Spirit of God in you, the Spirit of Christ in you? He produces fruit, love. What, what, what are a few of those? Love, joy. Joy, mm. peace, long suffering, mm-hmm. uh, gentleness, 
think yeah. I'm missing. Yeah, self control. So, but 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 you're right. Love, joy. See, he's going to produce in you joy. So it's not wrong for you to have joy. What's happened is a typical joyful experience of being pregnant when you know there's been adultery. Uh, that diminishes your joy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, the point is, God's intention is for you to have joy. It's, it's, not, it's not happiness. It is an inner joy that He gives you because you are yielded to Him and He's going to plan His purpose for you. He has a purpose for you and He wants to reveal His plan for you. So, you don't have to fear even though you've experienced the underside of life, you don't have to fear having joy just thinking, yep, but it won't last. It's going to be taken away from me. Because see, this I think you're trying to steal yourself up for bad things happening. Do you think that, that I'm right about that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and more so, not because when when she passed away, um, I had just, well, and I was in, uh, currently in school, so I had just graduated. Like, there were some good things that happened. And so I, I do believe that, um, to answer your question, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to some degree, act as the role of God by trying to self-preserve or protect myself and not let him be my keeper you know Mm. and Mm. that's one so I believe where the tension is well I'm going to I think I'm going to have a delightful gift for you that you will be so grateful for and it's on grief literally Um, it's grief because I want you to see how to live at peace with loss. Grief, living at peace with loss. And so what you're going to learn from this is there is a type of work that you can do when you're going through grief. Number one, accepting that the past will always be in the past. Number two, accepting that the present this is important. The present offers stability and significance. And the third has to do with hope. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our keys for living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. 
Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Well, if you have uh, any uh, interest in the uh, in some of our uh, materials that we have, our resources that our customer support team can help you with, if there's a situation going on in your life and uh, you'd like some insight on those and see what the uh, what our, our resources have to say, we have over 100 topics to help you with that and sure to handle anything that's going on in your life. Just talk to customer support at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and uh, they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Our Keys for Living, we recommend ending tonight called Grief, Living at Peace with Loss. And again, customer support can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to speak with June about a situation happening in your, your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and uh, talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800 800- Night 17-800-644-4817. Maybe you have a question for June and you're not uh, quite ready to be on the live program with us. That's all right. We can answer your question uh, by email. Just Send that question to askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. And maybe we'll cover your question uh, and answer your question there on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. If we do that, we'd like to send you some resources as well as a gift from our ministry. So send your question again to askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Let's return now to our conversation with Elizabeth. Well, Elizabeth, I have a thought of something that I'm going to present for you to do. And this has to do with how to really help. What the, the ultimate end would be, it, it helps you to deal with unresolved grief, or some people call it masked grief. You see, healthy grieving involves addressing the past losses in our lives. And this can be difficult. Some people don't want to look at the past. 
the past losses, but it puts you on the path toward healing to deal with the truth of what took place and to help you process any unresolved grief in your life, this is what I want you to consider doing. It's a, a call, I call it the grief timeline where you take a piece of paper, you draw a line from the top to the bottom, uh, a little bit over maybe to the left side, you would be, you know, a, a, a line. And then what you would do is you divide the timeline into three sections. The first would be your childhood. The second would be your youth. And then the third is your adulthood up to your 38 years of living. And then you, you literally will begin in your childhood. You divide um, those three sections and now you're going to go to the first section of childhood. And you draw little short lines for the timeline extending uh, from the timeline to just little, little short uh, marks, and you write short phrases by each that describe significant life events, such as it can be your timeline would be the birth, uh, it could be of, of siblings, a change of school, loss, friendships, loss of a pet. Many people learn to grieve First, by the loss of a precious pet. Um, there can be abuse, whether verbal, emotional, physical, sexual, spiritual. Um, but, but all that is in your, from your childhood. Then you, the years of your youth, um, there could be a number of things that occurred um, in, in your childhood that would be painful. It's nothing, nothing wrong with putting down any positive um, events too, like graduation. Um, but then you finish that, uh, th those specifics, and you go farther down, and it can be all the way from, um, by the way, it, it can be, you know, a a cousin that was killed. It could be a grandmother who died. Um, it can be uh, moving to a new location. And moves are can, uh, can be very challenging for young people uh, because they're not, they many times don't want to lose their friends. But then in adulthood, it could deal with all kinds of things in adulthood, which you've already described a few of the very painful issues of the loss of a child and um, the unfaithfulness of your of your husband and for twelve years. Um, but then you give very real specifics and. If there were 
issues that were painful to you, you you look at all those, you go back and look at all the things that you've written and you literally are, I would say, you, you could even say, I'm grieving over. You can define painful events that you know you need to deal with. I'm grieving over fill in the blank. I was humiliated when something. I felt abandoned by this, by this person. I was really hurt when, and fill in the blank. Um, and, and then it, it's like looking at that list and you can have tears. You can uh, literally cry out loud. But you're going to do something. You're going to write the word. I'm trying to decide which one. Um, you could write the word final. You could write end. See, the, it's not, those things aren't going on today. Uh, past. R just write the word past. 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 Because all of these things will be in the past. And what this does is it deals with getting out the hard part. And you can probably discover masked pain through prayer. The prayer would be this. Dear God, I come to you for help. Please calm my heart. Show me where I need healing. Bring to my mind any buried pain. Surface any hidden hurt and the circumstances that caused it. I ask you to Help heal my wounded heart. I know you have the power to make me whole and set me free. I accept that the past needs to stay in the past. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, are you willing to do the grief timeline? Yes, and it's interesting that you mentioned um, prayer because I've been praying over the last few years and fasting and doing all the things. And, you know, just the earlier this week, I was praying and I could see myself on the floor during this time. I was, I was in an abusive place and... I kept seeing this wall at this particular apartment that we were staying in. And I was, as I was praying, I knew that the Lord was trying to reveal to me in that moment the helplessness that I felt, you know, and the fear because I was trying to protect myself in a way because I didn't want to have to tell my family that, you know, I was getting abused. And it's almost as if the Lord was showing me that wall to, to show me to some degree that he was there, that, you know, that his eyes was upon that moment. And even though 
I hid it from others, it was never hidden from him. That's right. And so, yeah. Well, when I think of the freedom that God wants to give you, because again, his intention is to give you love, joy, peace. And that means that you're allowed. In fact, he wants you to have the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so you don't need to suppress. Yes, you had pain from your past. And as you do this exercise, uh, and we have this, we're going to send this to you in our material, uh, in what we call our keys, the keys for living on grief, living at peace with loss. So we'll describe this more, and we'll give you a number of other things to consider to put on your timeline. Um, but when you do past, 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 if you want to, you can take a match and literally burn that page and say, Lord, I'm presenting this as a sacrificial offering to you. I'm not saying you should do this, but you could. And then what I'm thinking is for you to literally take where the Bible says, and all things give thanks, thank you, God, for what you have taught me through. And then through, as you've already said, with this terrible loss, painful loss of your, your daughter as, as an infant. Um, thank you that you've taught me empathy for others. Uh, thank you, Lord, with regard to the, uh, the divorce. You did not want to be divorced. You wanted a faithful husband. You didn't want the abuse that you experienced. All of this gives you empathy and compassion for others. And so thank you for the compassion you've given me through. And so do you see what I'm saying? I want you to start every day for three months. I want you to do a Thanksgiving journal and say, Lord, thank you for... And every day, be sure to write down something you're thankful for that can definitely be dealing with the past pain. But see, God does not want you to be a prisoner of the past. Yes, you did experience a great deal of pain and sorrow, but the Lord himself will be the one who will bring joy into your heart and those that you help and I know that's part of your ministry is helping others if the joy will be there we will send our keys for living called grief living at peace with loss we'll send that out to tonight's caller we do that free of charge that's because of your generous support of this ministry and if you'd like to give to keep those resources going on uh, going out and to keep this program on the air you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate we thank you you may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. <laughs>